Welcome back to Not 97, your new music roundtable. This is season three, episode seven. Today we're joined by Billboard Magazine's associate editor, Lindsay Havens. We introduced Deanny Ashe, a sharp Brooklyn lyricist with a hidden lineage. Knees go weak at Moss Kennel's falsetto on square one. Dutch wonder kid Bulo makes it clear not to cross her on the unapologetic alt-pop track lines. And we spin Watch from Tokyo's Circle, an electric new collective that consists of a Japanese beat maker, a rapper from San Antonio, and an LA-born lyricist. Live from only New York, this is not a podcast, this is not a radio show, this is Not 97. Enjoy. Welcome back to the show. This is Not 97, not a podcast, not a radio show. We are here in the Lower East Side at Only New York. This is season three, episode seven. Dave Jones, good evening. Good evening. Rashad, the dot wave guy, how are you doing tonight? Yo, what's good? We have a special guest, very special guest here in the shop today. Billboard editor, Lindsay Haven. Hello. Lindsay Havens. Yeah, both. How are you doing? <laughs> doing real well. Welcome to the shop. Thank you. Tell us a little about yourself, what you do, who you are. My name is Lindsay Havens. With an S. With an S. And a Y. And a Y. I'm an associate editor at Billboard. Been there almost two years. From the suburbs of Chicago. Moved to New York a while ago. You may remember her roommate. Yes. Mm-hmm. From last season, Alexa Shania. Yeah. Solid roommate. All right. Let's listen week. to music. Here we go. We're about to get into it. Um, I've got an artist from Brooklyn. She's about 18 or 19 years old. She is the daughter of a hip-hop artist that we all know that I won't say until after we listen to her song. This song came out about two months ago. It has about 815 plays on her SoundCloud page. Yeah, her SoundCloud still has about under like under 500 followers and her Instagram is like 1,500, but she doesn't even have an active Twitter. She dropped a record late last year, so she's working right now, but still uh, operating pretty below the radar. Her name is Deanny Esh. This is... Love is Only a Feeling by Diani Esh. Snow cold frozen at the tips of my toes I heard you gonna sing tonight and the venues were close I hope that you don't still remember all the holes in my clothes From before you found him, from before you got lost When it was rocky we buckled, every night I would suck you Every winter in these streets you wear the gloves to my knuckles in To see you on the stage, got my thoughts on the muff I top you off with the truffle, I feed you till the next buckle man If only I had it, if only I matched him Baby girl you the baddest, put your mind on this platter Let me soak it right up, I just wanna start over Every time she Look my way, I put my head on my shoulder Bursting memories of rolling up while you burn a sage I see you singing on the mic with the cloud as your stage Used to give you hard times like the minimum wage Before you went on, I prayed, now when your lyrics I lay, uh Short blue dress move with every single note 
I knew it was a gift when I felt it in your throat These niggas is your fans, they just hopping on the boat with me Every line is yet another quote Oh, I know I did wrong, but you just pulled the rug out Then when I think I'm chilling, these bitches wanna bug out Whoa, I know you think about me, I see it in your smell The same perfume from Macy's, I picked out myself My picture's on your shelf, I see it in your pictures Social media's a bitch You left me just like my morals, I don't know why I ignored you I'm willing to keep it cordial, cause I ain't the type to force you And fuck the nigga I lost you to, I ain't just here to talk to you I'm willing to get lost at you, and I ain't such a saucy dude But look me in my eyes and say I'm not poking your stomach You look me in my eyes and I can lie, I'm sweating buckets Fuck you, crack a little smile and in my head I'm saying fuck it I'm walking towards the stage to the beat of the trumpet I'm paying close attention, man, my heart's been on the budget Now my veins up and pumping, man, I'm stuck and you know it It was like you spoke to me, but you didn't stop performing in my head, but now I'm here talking to you, walking through and worn out shoes. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Deani Ash, love is only a feeling. You gave us the long-winded intro already, so we like know everything. <laughs> except, you know everything except, except for except who, and you're not gonna get it because it's not. I mean, maybe if I say it, it'll make a little bit of sense, but I don't think you're gonna guess it. So, so just say it then. Talib Kweli. Mm, uh, I would not have guessed that. Right? Yeah. That's different. I, so I, I, that's cool. I found her and didn't know that and uh, went to her Instagram and then she like dropped a song like a month ago and went to that post and Talib Kweli had commented like, this is awesome, like whatever, like a dad post on a, on his kid's Instagram Aww. that just posted a, a song. But my first reaction is like, how does Talib Kweli know this person and why is he posting here? And then like went back and read something and was like, Talib Kweli's daughter. She grew up in Brooklyn with her mother and then like touring on the road with Talib. She just graduated from Brooklyn School of Music and Theater. Yeah, that's fresh. She like kind of remind me of uh, I like was thinking it was no name the whole time. That's mm. what I was thinking yeah. that whole time we were just listening. Yeah, very no name vibe. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were dead ass playing no name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. This is like the pick. It's that live production that's coming back so much in Vogue, yeah. like especially with young MCs and young rhymers. It's cool like for a couple reasons, like especially in this case and how she kind of plays that to her advantage. I mean, the roomy drums at the very top of the song set a completely different vibe than yeah. when the programming comes in. But like constantly throughout there's like reference back to that and the reference to it almost feeling like a demo like mm -hmm. in the like the, the way she sings the hook and like that vocal effect they put on the hook makes it sound like she was just singing through a PA like rehearsing those right. vocals which I, th I thought was a really really nice touch and the guitar is like kind of surf rocky almost at least initially doesn't give off like a hip hop vibe but then she comes in and she like her cadence and flow is very Brooklyn I think it like has like a Brooklyn edge to it which like goes against the vibe of the instrumental a little bit I think which like changes it up. I like how it ended too though. That goes back to what you said about it feeling like a demo, just pretty rough, just ends suddenly. I couldn't tell if he just cut it short or if that was actually the ending. And I appreciate that. It's like the tape ran out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of thrown off too. We all were like, get back to the mic. Like, wait, it's over? <laughs> all right, bet. But nah, solid opener. Yeah, yeah solid opener. Yeah, what we got next? Square one, Moss Kenna. I found this song right when it came out. And at that point, the only thing on Moss Kenna was a listing on RCA saying, we just signed this person. They don't want to reveal anything about themselves. So the gender wasn't out there. Age wasn't out there. Nothing. So that's sort of what hooked me because I love a good musical mystery. And it is sort of ambiguous sounding when you first listen to it. More recently, he hits a dude. I think he's British. 
He did press photos. It's almost like once the EP came out, he's like, all right, this mystery thing isn't working. I got to sell myself a little bit more. And that's cool because now, you know, you know a little bit more about him and you can buy into his sound more. I think this song is awesome. It's just about sort of returning to the roots. Um, you have to start from scratch and start over with something. And as a new artist, that's exactly what you do. So it makes sense that this was sort of the debut single. So this is Square One by Moskenna.
yeah, yeah. Cool distortion. Sounds like someone was time stretching a little too far in Pro Tools. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, get out of here, bro. (laughs) There you go. Nobody gets that. It's for me and my audience, all right? Okay. We love your audience. They bring in the big bucks. Getting back to the song. It was lofty. I feel like very big sounds. Yeah. Very well produced. Yeah. Yeah. Very, Mm -hmm. very well produced. Definitely. I feel like it could fill a arena. But it's like delicately produced. A fun fact I forgot to mention. So the EP is called Found You in 06. He named it after the year Back to Black Amy Winehouse came out. So it's sort of a callback to that, which is you can totally hear it once you know that. Another artist with a very smoky voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of smoke coming around tonight. Oh, it's nice. God. You guys are the worst. I feel comfortable. Like I said earlier, when we were listening to it, I had to literally, I had to ask Matt if it was like a guy or a girl. It's very sick, especially in this day and age. It makes it like, I don't know, he's trying to be like low-key too. So if he, I mm-hmm. guess the ambiguous thing could have worked for him, but I don't know. Because I feel like I would have never known if what gender this like artist was yeah. I don't know it could have worked but he probably just wanted a little bit more push at the time I mean but yeah. that's such a good intro like you were saying that's such a good intro song not only concept wise but the mood of it and the way he's flourishing on it and like showing up in a way that is calls back to maybe 20 years ago R&B but also is like light and lofty but has a lot of texture in there to like break through and there's so many parts where the ba- where the instrumental just kind of cuts out and lets him go for it yeah and those are the parts where I think you can hear like all of that smoke but also like sweet on top of it I don't know yeah it's smooth I'm with it I thought it was a really good blend of R&B elements and pop elements like the the drum programming was very poppy to me but the bass playing was super R&B the hook itself when it kind of grew had this pop loftiness to it, Rashad, like you were saying, while the verses had that time to breathe, he could lay back behind the beat. It felt a little more R&B-ish. Rashad, where are we going? We're staying in London. Uh, well, UK. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to London, possibly, also. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to be... Rashad just uses the show to make connections with artists. Yo, <laughs> everybody in London, I'm really coming to meet you. What's up? And, uh, you know, I'm not going to do big intro. So, here we go. We got my boy Danny Trash with Lonely Part 2. Baby, I love the time that we spend 
I don't know what that that one sound clip had to do with the rest of the song, but it was very necessary. It was so good. <laughs> so, a little background, a little bit of background, not much. From South London, has like 1,200 Instagram followers. We're talking like maybe like 800 SoundCloud followers, and there's no even local press about him or nothing, really. He just, he has like a, a label. He put his stuff is on uh iTunes and everything too like he puts his stuff out through his own little record label that he has and the creative media thing that he does but it's not it's like all through him this is all stuff that I learned from like his platforms so and then he does he plays it all right yeah not well he plays he instrument he does instrumentation he does guitar I don't know how much else he's getting into it but he might I thought it said he produced it yeah he might produce the whole thing to be honest Matt some reads more credits than I do some, about my <laughs> own artist that I pick. so for moments like this yeah so he probably did produce it because he does do instrumentation so he sounds like the kind of guy that can do like everything yeah and it made it even more funny like when I did go visit two people that I met out there mind, mind you he has 1200 followers but two people that I met out there follow him already so it's just kind of it was just weird I was just like word and then he, he classifies this shit as like jazz so he's like categorizes it as interesting yeah trash jazz yeah trash I, jazz. I love yeah. the trash jazz hashtag that's, that though. I can get behind yeah that's dope yeah so that's I guess that's what that random sample was and that's like, the trash. That's the trash part. And uh, then like you, you know, you throw in it. like random reggae yeah. artists. It's almost like picking through like a garbage can almost. Like yeah. you're like picking like <laughs> through like little different things and little different sounds yeah. and everything's like kind of grody and like a little gross, but yeah. you're going on this like experience of right. dumpster I mean, diving. Yeah, it's like I didn't go good, straight into dumpster diving, but I went like walking through a city and hearing different things and having that like all come together and influence the sounds. Yeah. I mean, cities are trash too, so yeah. Totally. It's true. New York City, one big piece of trash. New York City is one giant piece of litter. Yes. One more context <laughs> around the song, I guess. It's on a project called A Goddess Dream. Came out this year and he's doing like a little promo on his Instagram where he has like girls holding up a 
copy of his like <laughs> mixtape, but it's like over like one eye. And then he has like I don't know it's some, it's like kind of childish but it's like dope at the same time. Two's on his art shit. Something like that. <laughs> Danny Debatable. trash. Exactly like that. <laughs> I liked it. I love songs that sort of ebb and flow and go through different tones. Um, and the cheese thing I have to bring up again. So weird. But I really appreciate it because when you're listening to a song, sometimes you know you just like tune out for a minute, and a moment like that immediately pulls you back in. True. Yeah. So I think it's smart when an artist does that. He had a lot in there, not like vocal wise, from like the singing to the spoken word stuff and and like ad-libs or whatnot he he could like really go into a bunch of different vibes for you listeners run it back because we didn't even touch on the lyrics the lyrics are also they're there dave what do you have for us this week wait what that's <laughs> it we're not talking that's about it. it i just want to go to my musical safe place and my musical safe place is melbourne australia and in melbourne australia there is a young mc named jordan dennis who came out with a song called crumbs about two weeks ago um okay player had the premiere the guy who produced it tentendo also from melbourne australia i very much wanted to potentially work with him based off of the beat it's really awesome came out about two weeks ago in those two weeks it's garnered uh, about 2500 spins on soundcloud and that's only off of an instagram account with about 1400 followers also no active Twitter. Seems like Twitter's dead mm. with the youngins. We've got Rashad calling people in London and you being like, I really like the beat, would love to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> and keep going. This is networking. Yeah, okay. networking. That's all yeah. This, yeah. So let's dive into it. Once again, the artist Jordan Dennis with the song Crumbs. Just laugh cause you like mirrors without glass You know I see through that You just wasted all my 
Dennis Crumbs with Blasco on the hook. Nice track. Very nice track. My first note. <laughs> oh no, it's a good note. It's a good note. There's less of a platform for the good feel good rap, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is like feel good rap. It is it's like kind of wholesome. Yeah, you know, in a good in a good way, you know. But it's like it's especially sunny. in an international market, mm-hmm. it, it's great to just hear something that could be like commercially successful. On just, and it still gives me like because it, it's kind of on trend to like the Chicago era guys. Yep. So right. even from over there, and it be including arguably like better production than what they're using is like it's, it's the way good I, look. with yeah with production wise, and we were talking like with the horns and everything calls to Chicago, but also one thing that a lot of those artists do well, every part of the song is super melodic down to like the ad libs, you know, like every part of it, no matter what your ear is catching, whether it's like ad lib hook, chorus, like bridge, anything, it's all melodic and you can like grab onto it and ride with it. And I also think that's a function of Melbourne too, being this like music and Chicago, like both of these cities are musical melting pots where you have very strong hip hop scenes, but also very strong indie rock scenes and, and regular rock and, and like a very big classical like Western art music communities in both these places. So for that sense of melody to carry through in a hip hop songwriting doesn't really surprise me, but this is a track where you definitely hear it. And I, I do love like the feel good nature of it. A pretentious thing that I'd like to say about vocals like this is that you can really hear him smiling through the microphone. <laughs> I'd agree with that though. That's good. He sounds like he's having a good time. That's what you're yeah, yeah. 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 Like he might've been at the pool. He could have been at the pool while wow, recording. He was this. at the pool. Recording um, it had to be sunny out. He had to have been in a tank top and like shorts and like probably had whatever the Australian version of like a Budweiser is. He's down under. (laughs) In all seriousness though, like lighthearted lyrics aside, this is such a badass production too. I mean, it just, it has such like an authentic hip hop bounce to it. It feels great. The horns sound really good in it. It's just fun. Like Um, you play a lot of shit from Melbourne specifically. I do. We talk about hip hop artists from around the world that it may be harder for them to hit the mainstream. Do you think it's harder for a hip hop artist like this to get mainstream love or sign to a label or things like that because he's from that scene or, or that, or it's like there's enough support and like record label support out there that he should be getting picked up. The interesting thing about almost any artist that comes from Australia is there's like, there's such a machine like within the music industry in Australia that gets you like, three quarters of the way there in an international audience and especially in an American audience. But that final 20% is super elusive. So like everyone kind of plateaus at like exactly the same spot. And obviously like, you know, Jordan Dennis, this is I think his second song to come out. So he's a long way from that and needs obviously a lot of support and and, and whatever to go through that process. But I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be an interesting case study to keep an eye on him and see if him being in hip hop versus like indie rock has any effect on that you know hip-hop being a much more universal much more popular genre of music right now there's a ton of really great indie rock coming out of australia that i've always been a fan of but you know even there it's like they do sort of plateau courtney barnett's an exception but there's a lot of really awesome specifically female indie rock artists um 
but yeah, for whatever reason, it's it seems a little more difficult to fully cross over. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what's good. Let's keep an eye on it. Up next, I'm, I got like a Rashad style intro because there's like not much information at all about this dude. This song is called Money Dance. He's from Aiden. He's from Chicago. I wrote down the numbers because they were kind of crazy to me. 379 on SoundCloud, 274 on Twitter. This song came out 16 days ago. It's got like 670 plays. I don't even remember where I found him. I was just kind of like digging through Chicago artists. Um, Money Dance. By Aiden featuring Sydney August. Let's go. Do your money dance. 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 She up in my bed. How you move like that? He a lame. Why you fucking with a dude like that? How you grew like that? Like Chicago, but shit, I'ma move right back. Flow turbos on the web, how I zoom like that. She asking Aiden how you got the juice like that. Came out to Asia, need to catch a flight back. I'm sick of hot tech, need 12 pints to the act. Hey, hey, drop the root right back. Hey, hey, she pour a deuce in the back. Whoa, whoa, she like how my pants at. Hey, hey, she watch me thump through the bands. Hey, hey, just do your money dance. Hey, hey, I said do your money dance. say it's a little bop you said it's a bop yeah <laughs> i can't stop listening to that song i found it like maybe two three days ago and i knew i wanted to play the first song and i wasn't sure on this one but then the in the past two days i'll just find myself being like i need to listen to money dance like yeah. i need to yeah. just get in a mood and listen to money dance the song was great a good another feel good song this for the, the summer. song where like my shoulders are bopping on the subway and I would like someone to come up to me and be like, excuse me, what are you listening to? <laughs> Who was the female did. vocalist? Uh, Sydney August. I actually loved when she came in. Yeah. That added a lot. I thought she was going to add more. I thought she was Yeah, like, I would have liked if she it's had. Light. It's light. Yeah. And he, do it's, he doesn't sound like he's from Chicago to me. Yeah. Like, he came in and he sounded yeah. like he was from London. Mm. And I, I don't thought, know. Yo, I didn't get I Chicago that. either. I thought that too. You're right. And especially with the beat, like it, the beat has so much like Caribbean dance hall vibe to it yeah. that I was like, oh, we, you know, we just found another artist from London that's making like awesome, like Caribbean inspired beats and like kind of has like a, an interesting flaw on top of it. So the fact that he's from Chicago, like totally blows me away. That honestly makes it more interesting because to be honest, American artists can't really rap on those kind of beats as, as well. I don't feel like, I mean, 
nobody's really tried as much since like um there was an era when like Sean Paul's out and like a lot of reggae rap mashup remixes and shit was happening, but not like recently, like I don't think anybody's like really attacked a a dance hall beat with like a normal flow, like like right like in London they do that a lot. Like everybody like will get a dance hall style beat or a dance beat and rap like on some grime shit. But not not in America recently, so that's even more like of a thing, a testament. He probably just picked it up. Silas is the producer. Shout Silas. out to Silas. Very interesting example of cross cultural communication. All right, Lindsay, tell us about Bu- Bulo. I think Bulo. Bulo. I think. Let's go with Bulo. Yeah. It has the dots. Yeah. Right. So, so that's the so. right way. Yeah. 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 Nineteen year old. Bit of confusion on where she's from. A lot of uh, the things I've read say the Netherlands, but then a lot of it says. Um, now she's living in Canada. Some mystery out there in terms of where she's from. But um, she put out a three-song EP, I think November of 2017. This is one of the songs. The single is called This Is Not A Love Song. And so this this is actually a surprising pick for me, not to get too personal. But I don't usually love like electro synth pop. It has to be the right song. For whatever reason, the single really drew me in. But then once I listened to the other tracks, this is the one I kept going back to because it's a little more my speed. But it's just cool. And we could talk about the lyrics after. Um, but yeah, I mean, for a 19-year-old, I, I always like hearing what the youth are singing about. But that'll make sense when we get into the lyrics more. But yeah, um, this is called Lines by Bulo. Another weekend, oh. I was with my friends at a show while you were sneaking, oh. You forgot you say you drive me home, so I took your taxi home. Cold and alone in the dark of my own So we're not speaking, no Read between the silence on the phone I'm not the kind of girl that would go flipping you off But you're the kind of guy that gets nothing while taking it all You'll be acting like you don't know what you did that was wrong So I hope you pay attention while I'm singing this song Lines, oh, oh there's a thing called lines, oh, oh And I said I don't care, but maybe I'm Oh, 
Tinder reference, it mm-hmm. was epic. Right? With the phone? Yeah, yeah, like that's a setup, bro. He had to swipe left. Not right. right. I know. Come on. Rookie was, mistake. Rookie mistake. But nah, it was a sick like you're right. It's it's funny hearing younger people talk about love. That's a great pop song though, and having that subject matter makes it more authentic. And yeah, it just makes it a more honest song. Like and it's and it gives it a little uh, lightheartedness and it's like mm-hmm. a little more playful that way I just love her voice too yeah. there are a couple of smart things in there too like um, when it switches from lines to lies and yeah. talk about white lies yeah. like that took me a few listens to even get because I'm like what's a white line but then she's saying lie <laughs> well <true>. anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> I also love that uh, like spoken word build up to like the last chorus mm-hmm. it just works super well first of all it's it's interesting to me how much dating app vernacular is just in the general lexicon now oh, I mean, yeah. these are just phrases that have assimilated yeah. themselves like swipe. Per- permanently in yeah. pop culture right swipe know? is not weird to say in a song anymore right. right or to just like walk around and be like I'd swipe left or I'd swipe right like <laughs> That's something yeah. that's even like the, the way she included the phone click. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, that's yeah. an iPhone turning, you no, know, it's yeah, just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other cool thing I was thinking about, and this might like be a little bit of a stretch too, but like the other thing I was thinking about was like windowing of art. And I think it applies more in literature, but I think it's like interesting to think of in music too, of like experiencing art that you were not the intended recipient of. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this song, both I think lyrically and production wise is very much for a younger audience. And like, we're all in our early twenties yeah. and I'm saying that this is for an audience that's younger than we are. Definitely. And so it's kind I mean, of, it still resonates though. It still resonates, but I do f- still feel like I'm outside looking in at this situation. Yeah. I like don't yeah. really understand it. And I am maybe max six or seven years older yeah. than this person. No, no, you're right. I feel, I'm like probably the youngest and I still feel like, yeah, this is like awkward. You said she's f- maybe from the Netherlands, mm-hmm. but she sounds super American. Like they don't know, have much Swedish. of an accent out there. Right. Especially when they're singing. I was there. Fair. Referring back to what you were saying about the beginning, like that's why I asked if there was a video because it honestly made me think of like, I had the visual of like uh, the stereotypical teenage love Opening like credits and it could like have been a Megan Trainer music like, video, yeah. Yeah, like oh she's getting up out oh of bed, God. like getting ready to like go to school and shit. It is weird how young it seems. This song, it seems yeah. mad high school. Yeah, yeah. It's not for us, and we're in our early twenties. That's crazy. But it's a particular vibe that she curated, which is like when you really think about it, it, it is hard because you could make any other kind of music, and you have to you know make a sound that's like resonates with the people. Well, that's the thing. That's why I appreciate it because a lot of artists in their 
early 20s or in their teens still are, are trying to tap into an older art audience and seem older. And some of them do it successfully and some of them miss the mark entirely. Um, so the fact that she's just like, I'm a teenager, I'm catering yeah. to my audience. I think that works for her. There it is. There it is. Lindsay, two for two on the mystery picks. Bang, bang. <laughs> awesome. On the mystery pick. Rashad, <laughs> are we bang, bang on the uh, Rashad intros? I got to give you guys a little bit of intro because wow. it's not intro, but rules. Okay. What are the rules? Rules, post, post, rules. Uh, prior listening. Rules before listening to this? Because it's not, it's not really happy. We've been on this, hey, happy vibe tonight. I'm, usually we're all together. I'm a little off kilter with this one. It's like a little bit more somber. And you definitely have to like kind of listen to it a little bit because you might just think it's some some bullshit. Should we get like <laughs> the tissues out or something? Or? No, no, it's not. It's not necessarily sad. It's just it's like lo-fi rap. So, but here's my boy Anwar with Mercy. Lord have mercy on me. Lord have mercy on me. Lord have mercy on me. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy on me. 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 I've been working on me. Who's gonna break in and set me free? Lord have mercy. It's hard to explain, but they... It's a production company. Yeah, it's a production company, but they've, like, produced fairly known underground 
rappers videos he doesn't have much press or anything maybe about like he's a little bit more clout he has about like six or seven thousand instagram followers but for me this is the post soundcloud sound this is the valet where it's like lo-fi it's not even that it's just lo-fi it's just that delivery approaching yeah approaching similar beats in abstract ways Mm, yeah and then that's really why I played it. It's not even like, I mean, he says some things, but it's not even that it's like a outrageous song. It's more just like the way that these are the similar beats, similar production, but it's moving more towards like, I always say this, like SoundCloud in, in general is more like a, it's like punk. Like even with Playboy Cardi and these people, like you got to really, you really break it down. They're almost writing like four bars at a time and then just drawing it out for like almost 16 bars. And it's like word that's similar to rock where you're just going to play it, let the beat like do its thing and let the instrumentation do its shit and just like say the same shit over and over and over again. But he didn't even do this in this, in this particular song. It's just like a child of that same genre. So that is where I found my likeness to the song. No, I, I, I actually really appreciate that explanation of it because that is dope. That is something that is interesting that's going on. Valet is someone that came out and everybody was like, damn, like we never heard anybody sound like that or rap on those beats like that or have that delivery. And so, yeah, it is cool to see younger artists kind of take that and form it in their own eye and ear and feel like there's freedom to do that because someone like Valet was noticed and signed to good music. And it's kind of emo, like, it, it is emo, like, in, in its own way, like, it, he has other songs, it's like... But it's sinister in, like, a 21 Savage type of way. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, e- It's emo not really emo, it's just, like, the rap version of it, because it's not, like, praise Satan necessarily, it's just, like... It's dark. I'm going... It's dark. I'm yeah. going through dark. shit. Yeah, but... That's how all his shit sound, and it sounds drowned under the beat. It's similar to, you could say, like, a King Cruel without being able to rap or sing. Like, he's just rapping instead of singing it. It's a very unique delivery and a very unique energy, where I guess if we're talking about it in, like, a post-SoundCloud era, that, that idea that if you're coming at a beat in, like, an abstract way, what is the antithesis of something you would do? So if SoundCloud rap was hard and aggressive, this is the exact opposite, where it's, like, still very mindful but incredibly... So, dude, and incredibly uh, like lethargic and flow. It's different because they're not yelling into the mic. They're just talking. Like it's less of like a forced energy. Right. We're talking about some shit that yeah. nobody knows about yet. It's like surveillance era where you don't feel like you have privacy, especially as these are like black kids. They may feel different about every like about just being seen like they may not want to be seen they may not want to be heard like it's just certain shit that is going to transpire on the record that sounds different and it's going to just be because the commercial rap makes a lot of people feel like has been essentially commercialized and whitewashed or whatever and it's going to just move into different genres you're going to move into experimenting with like beats and sounds that you're familiar with but just abstract like vocal textures because that's just what can make it sound different. I don't know. Yeah. Dave, you ready to completely change the vibe? I am. Yeah. <laughs> bring this up to end. All right. Last song of the night. Get the energy back up in the room. International hip-hop group called Circle. C-I-R-R-R. 
CLE. I'm sure Zach would love them, Matt. I guess they're split between Tokyo and LA. It's three people. It's the producer, this guy named AGO. The song Watch actually came out on his SoundCloud account, and it's wrapped and sung by two other people um, whose names I'm about to butcher, Amide and Joden. See how that goes. Um, anyways, this song came out about three weeks ago. Uh, it has like under 500 spins on SoundCloud. It's got a video out on YouTube with about 2,400 plays. Um, so anyways, let's just jump into it. Once again, the name of the artist, Circle, spelled funnily, with the song Watch.
circle. Circle. Well, Dave, it's clear what like your vibe was when you were listening to these, and I think you were in a really good mood. Yeah, it seems like it. I think you were smiling a lot when you were picking your picks this week. I love Happy Dave. I'm not. Gonna, I love. I'm happy not going to cop to being Happy Dave, but I will say you. You don't have a choice. I. You really don't have a you're choice. Happy Dave. The, these songs came up, and these songs like, oh, these are happy songs. These will go on the podcast. Sure. Boo. Cop um, out. Sure. I will say that I was on a vibe this week, and I do feel like I'm ready to run Sony's A&R operation in Ooh. Australia. Ooh. Wow. Like, let's go. Right. Like, let's fucking go. Like, I really like this song. I just think lyrically, it's interesting to frame it as a conversation between two people, and I'm sure that's what the intent was. Um, I just think it was like really well crafted from the ground up. The execution's like its own thing, but just from like a song craft point of view, I really appreciated it in the way the how high quality the production feels and sounds and kind of how original those two in the way they structured the song too, like as this conversation, like with lyrically with like the idea of playing on the word watch like over and over again in so many different ways. I thought it was cool. Number one note is the same with what you're saying. The production was definitely um, Big Dave style. I would definitely say so. Um, is that, wait, is that like a Big Dave style or is that like nah, Big like Dave style? The production was literally big. Yep. As such, it was Dave style. There's something about it that it could have felt repetitive and redundant almost, but because of the way that they used the watch in like a different way each time and the way that it would come and go, like the hard-hitting chorus kind of, I never got tired of it even though I thought I would initially. And that's the kind of other surprising bit of it to me is how sticky it can be with literally the same kind of word and phrase and yeah. so much. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, it's like you almost want to be like, I, I'm going to get annoyed by this song. And then by the end, you're like, oh, I wasn't you're like, I wanted to keep going. Yeah, like that was pretty cool. Actually. I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to watch. Yeah, I actually do want to watch. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that's it. We did it. You Season guys. three, episode seven. Yeah. All right, we went through it tonight. We started it off in Brooklyn with Deanna Esh with Love is Only a Feeling. We had Square One by Moss Kenna. Danny Trash out in London with Lonely Part 2. We had Crumbs by Jordan Dennis up next. And then went to Chicago. Shout out Chicago. Yeah. With Money Dance by Aiden featuring Sydney August. And then we have Bulow. Lines, Mercy by Anwar, and ended it strong with Watch by Circle with three R's. And Lindsay, thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you so you. much for your it's taste. Been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your picks. We appreciate you for coming. Appreciate through. being here. Did you have fun? So much fun. I loved it. Great audio quality. 3.7. That's a healthy eighth right there. 3.7. All right. So Rashad, <laughs> why don't we why don't we tell the people the exciting opportunity that you're about to embark yeah. upon and why they might be missing you as much on the show. Boom. So bang. I might be working for Pat of London and for like six months. Big bag. Um, not really though. <laughs> not a huge bag. No it's, bag. Is there a bag? No, no, no bag. bag. Zero bag. So, but I might be moving to London for six months. I might be like remote. Yeah, you could call Yeah, in. so we don't worry, all you fans of Rashad. We have some plans in the work to keep him involved and keep at least one pick coming in every week a with bonus those. Rashad, a bonus Rashad pick. Yeah. With no intro. Yeah, because I got the most fans, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, I have the, the best playlist. If we could do a poll. People do say that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I'll, I'll be around. Pat is cool. You know, it's like another only just over there. And uh, 
Yeah, man. Again, here I am at the end. Another good episode. You know, we fucking laughed like children. Uh, shout out to homie Kurt Collins Jr. Hey, Check hey, hey. Check his shit out. And Wait for him to be on the podcast. He just like fucking live streamed everything. And we got like four or five followers off of that. Let's go. So that's cool. One of which was Rashad. <laughs> One of which was me. Disclaimer. I thought I, I'm already logged in on Instagram. I got. I just thought I was following it, but I never was. So sorry. Rashad, Get the fuck to London. Yeah, man, it's lit. It's another episode nine nine seven. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>